When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hugo Versalovic is the son of Bolivian immigrants, a multiple addiction survivor, and a fellow Rice MBA. He is also founder of Life is Wonderful, where as a motivational speaker, he empowers people from middle school to corporations to live through self-awareness. Tonight, we have a Texas-sized leadership conversation as I step into Balcone's Baby Blue Corn Whiskey. This is straight talk you won't hear anywhere else. I'm Galen Bingham, and this is the Whiskey, Jazz, and Leadership Podcast. Cheers. Boy, that's good. One of the things that we talked about earlier, you mentioned having a fear of success. I've said in the past, I don't believe that there is a such thing as a fear of success. I think that when people say that they have a fear of success, I think what they're actually afraid of, they are afraid of the responsibility that comes along with success, you know, because it's okay for me to be, to be successful accidentally. But now if you count on me to hit that shot, count on me to make that play, that's what I'm afraid of. Uh, I had an opportunity to watch the show. It's a Netflix show. Fantastic show. It's called The Coach's Playbook. It looks at all of these high profile coaches and their approach to coaching the game and understanding the game, whatever their sport might be. The show that I think about a lot is this guy is the coach of, he's a tennis coach and he's Serena Williams's coach. And he's got a number of other star, that caliber players. And he talked about how there would be a point when very talented tennis players would actually throw the match. And he set out to understand why would someone who fought so hard to be number one throw the match? And he said that he figured when they felt like they were losing or not playing their best, they would rather throw the match than to get beat because wrapped into their identity is this thought that they have this incredible talent. And if someone less talented than them were to win, that would mess with their identity. And I found that absolutely fascinating. So I want to bring you into that and just ask, how do you think someone's identity plays into their ability to succeed? Because if they don't believe that they can succeed, it's going to be virtually impossible for them to do so. So what's your thought about this whole idea of identity 
And have you ever heard of throwing a competition? You brought up an interesting subject. I too have seen that Netflix series of those five coaches, and it is highly recommended. So I'll answer your question in various ways. So I've always been enthralled by Vince Lombardi's essay on excellence. Give it your all. Whether you win or lose, it's that you're on the field of battle, bloodied, but then you can hold your head up high knowing that you know you actually put in your heart, you put in the work. And then you look at like most of us who saw who are fans of basketball saw the last dance this past summer on ESPN talking about Michael Jordan and the Bulls, and they focused on one of the seasons, but they also went through the whole history of Jordan, the Bulls, Bill Jackson as a coach. But what you're saying is, is that I think it's, I mean, to me, that's the whole beauty of psychology. We have just only scratched the surface. We think we finally started learning more about psychology with Sigmund Freud in here in the last 80, 100 years. We have yet to really understand the brain. And I think this is the whole new frontier. I mean, we're talking now about concussions in football, IEDs in war, on how people are recovering, how they really transform. But in recovery, the number one thing, because we always look at people and say, okay, who's going to recover, who's not? Sometimes, you know, you almost try to figure it out. The only thing that really matters if the person who stays as an addict or recovers is their desire. Desire to take that first step and to move ahead. And I think what you were referring to was is that people are almost so afraid. And I think that's the key. It's, it comes back to emotions. I think what, what you're referring to, it comes back to the emotions, is, is that people are afraid to just be vulnerable. Even if they give it their all and they lose or they miss the shot. Because like Jordan says, even though I made that shot against the Utah Jazz or I made that shot against the Cleveland Cavaliers that everybody has seen a million times, there's plenty of shots that he missed. Same with Kobe and any other athlete that we consider the best of their sport. And I think it's just that being just scared. I'll add this thing. So my, in the, I did my introductory video. I went back to the quote from the movie Coach Carter. When Samuel Jackson is asking one of his students, what are you most afraid of. And then there's that famous quote from uh, Diane Williamson. And she says, is, well, we're not afraid that we are inadequate. What we're most afraid is that we are all powerful. We are not afraid of the darkness. We are afraid of our light. And it goes on more on that. And that's what we should just, you know, really just go into. Why are people are afraid to say, I love you? Who cares if the other person doesn't respond? and say anything back and they're silenced. People go, well, I'll feel like an idiot if they don't say anything. But all you're doing is you're sharing your emotion. You're just giving your everything. You gotta be more vulnerable. So what I wanna just end with that is, is that just be more vulnerable. Give it your all. If you lose, you lose. But there's tomorrow. You can always win. You know, it's interesting. You, you talked about being on Clubhouse and you and I have connected on a couple of different topics in Clubhouse, but I, I was able to sit in on a room that, Simon Sinek was in, obviously a big fan of his work and very early in my independent speaking days and training facilitation, I, I was literally just taking his work and trying to operationalize it for audiences. But one of the things that Simon said in that room was he was able to achieve a lot that he has because he was not afraid to be the idiot in the room. And what he meant by that was that there would be all kinds of 
quote unquote smart people providing information and everyone else would be nodding. And he would look around and he'd say, hey, look, I, I don't get it. I'm sorry, you're gonna have to explain it another way because I don't understand it. And they'd explain it another way and everyone else would be nodding. And he'd say, I, I, I'm sorry, I just, I, I don't understand things like this. Uh, you're gonna have to try another way because this just doesn't connect for me. And this would go on for a while and every, you know, the people presenting would be sighing and indicating, wow, this guy really isn't as bright as we thought until the guy next to Simon leaned on and said, you know, I, I don't understand that either. <laughs> and then as they got deeper into the conversation, half the room ended up saying, yeah, you know, that doesn't make sense to me either. And what Simon, the point that he was making was no one in the room understood what was going on, but no one had the courage to be the idiot that raised their hand and said, I don't get this. How many times do you think that that actually happens in the rooms that we're in where no one's courageous enough to be the idiot <laughs> that says, I don't get it. I just don't get it. What's your bet on the odds of a lot of people being in that situation? Oh, I'd say it's a high percentage. I mean, that was even me growing up. The one thing that I'd never wanted to be called was the dummy, the idiot. You know, I was always an athlete. So I, I was always big. I could always excel. And I had a little form of dyslexia, but I just had to work extra hard in studying. My, you know, to my brother, it seemed a little easier. So no one wants to be called a dummy, an idiot, stupid. Uh, you could call me almost any other name. I'm okay with it. I mean, I've been called every name in the book by my parents, my coaches, girlfriends. You name someone's called me something. Sometimes it's true. Sometimes it was false. But that's the point is, is why are we so, we're so afraid either to be misunderstood or not understanding. And then we wonder why we're not getting everything out of life. We're, we're holding ourselves back. It's not somebody else that, oh, they didn't explain it right. Well, maybe they're not explaining it right. Or maybe we need to do more work in trying to get up to the basics so we, then we can comprehend what is trying to be taught to us. And so I think it's perfectly fine to say, I don't get it. As men, I'm sure there's those plenty of times where a woman says something, you know, you think you heard what they wanted you to do. And then you come back later from the grocery store. And how many, I know this has happened to me and it's going, I didn't tell you to pick you know, to me. This is like, well, I thought all olive oil was the same, or I thought all the salt was the same or the chip. These are the chips. And it's like, I didn't say butter. I said, no salt butter with garlic. But I think, but it goes back to anything. I mean, how many times is like, we think we comprehend and we don't. I think that that happens probably more times than, than we, to your point, than we would like to admit. Uh, you know, we were talking a little bit about some, some of the music that we like, and you were actually in a room where we were having this conversation about uh, just some obscure music references, some people that we really appreciate, but not necessarily the big rock stars or the big jazz stars. Who are some people that you just really appreciate musically? I've come to appreciate all genres of music, but I mean, a couple people that I will say is, is I love old country. Mm. Just listen to like Waylon Jennings or Conway Twitty or rock and roll, like someone like Mark Knopfler and Dire Straits. Maybe just read the lyrics or someone like Peter Gabriel. And like one of the songs like Peter Gabriel says is don't give up. 
if you read the end, all those lyrics <laughs> in about don't give up, because that's what we're talking about here, leadership, we are going to hit obstacles in business. Find a way because there's always going to be some type of something that we're going to have to deal with. And it's going to be uncomfortable. And that goes back to the emotional work. It goes back to the business acumen. It goes back to everything. And then it also goes back to be the dummy and ask for help. Get answers because anything can be overcome. When I've listened to a lot of eulogies, unfortunately, in the last 10 years, more so than I did any other period of my time, no one talks about the deal. You know, they talk about their family, their faith you know, or their specific interest. That's the beauty of music. Read the lyrics. And what I always say right now, I would say the poets are the rappers and the country Western singer. And you find so many answers. Just read the lyrics. And I hate when people like, so I'll talk to a lot of white people and they'll say, I can listen to all types of music except rap. Or I'll talk to some black people and say, well, I like all kinds of music except country. And I'm saying, well, if we want to cure anything and talk anything about race, you'll understand a lot more about people. Forget about listening to the, the tune. If it doesn't say you hate the tune, just read the lyrics about country Western songs and about rap songs. And we'll begin to really understand about where we are in America. That's a really good point. You know, the thing that I find interesting about both of those genres is both of them actually are about the story it's set to music. I do know, I, I have grown a, a really fond appreciation for country. One of my clients is actually doing some work in the, in the country music industry, and he's a black guy singing country and western, but he's doing an amazing job. He's doing an amazing job. But to your point, it's all about storytelling. And one of the things that I think about a lot as we reflect back on our time, our shared time together there in Houston, is that leadership is about storytelling to a certain degree, right? There's always a story either about the brand, a story about the company, or a story about how we've faced this kind of challenge in the past before. What's been your experience with using story in some of the things that you've done from a leadership perspective? Like you done a lot of professional speaking. And they always say the best way to get your point across is with a story. I learned this way back when, when I first started learning more about public speaking with Toastmasters. And then of course, developing the skill. But think about it even from a tribal, you know, all the American Indians or almost any tribe in the world as they grew into almost civilizations, they would go be around the campfire listening to the chief or the elder, and they would tell stories about the history of the people or their customs or their culture. And the same thing in business. If you want to learn more about the brand or about how we're going to grow or our culture of who we are, every company has their own identity. And I think it all, sometimes it comes back to culture. Yeah, yeah. The, the story that, that does create the culture that we have. Culture is determined by the stories we tell, and we've got to be mindful of that in whatever situation we're in. This has been a great conversation, just catching up, man. Tell me a little bit more about this company that you have, because kind of an interesting name. I mean, I wouldn't think of Life is Wonderful as the name of a company. It almost sounds like a mantra. It almost sounds like a, a, a life motto. Tell me more about what you're doing. Oh, it is everything. It's something that kind of grew 
from actually someone asking me to do something at a retreat. Someone told me to do a wrap up on the 12 steps of recovery. And I wasn't supposed to do it. I was supposed to only supposed to do the introductory. So I go back to my room and it's almost like an epiphany happens. I see it almost instantly. I'm going to rewrite the steps. Now, of course, that's kind of almost like a blasphemy. To sacrilege. People. <laughs> Correct. Sacrilege are the people who are going to say, you cannot do something against Bill Wilson or Dr. Bob. And this is, we've been doing this since 1935. And I say, yeah, but guess what? This is 2021. And there's a lot of people hurting or a lot of people confused or a lot of people lost. And I just mainly did it just to entertain. Like you're saying, I'm telling a story. I'm just trying to wrap up the retreat. I'm just trying to get them energized that recovery is a beautiful thing. Actually, being an addict and going down that rock bottom was the best thing that she could have done. So I rewrite it. And then I said, well, I'm going to later on just maybe kind of share it. You, you say, okay, we're doing this genius forum in Virginia. If you want to be a part of it, you got to audition. I said, well, I don't have a book. I don't have anything. So I make the audition tape. I get picked. And I also said, but I need to show something that I'm doing. So I do a YouTube, do my first YouTube introduction. And then it just kind of grows into a business. And so then everything has now just kind of grown into just YouTube, a website, a logo. So the tagline, just like we learned in business. So my tagline is empowering people through self-awareness. You know, now starting a podcast, an online course, doing small TikToks, doing all this stuff. But the company, Life is Wonderful, is actually, if you go to the website, and they say, oh, I really love is the domain name that just came up to me. Lifeiswonderful.com was taken. But you know what was not taken? Lifeiswonderful.love. And that's what I kind of want to share people. You know, if you want to just have fun in business, have fun in life, you need to shower people with love. First, you got to start with yourself. Love yourself. Understand yourself. Then you can lead others. Then you can make money. So Life is Wonderful is really about helping people understanding either recovery or if they're dealing with addiction or depression, and also just anybody that wants to just really know themselves better. So this online course I'm about to drop is really about asking yourself different questions, being able to do journal and do it yourself. And there's going to be other avenues to it, is, is how to kind of get into yourself so you can be the best version of you. So I want Galen to be the best version of himself. And going back, I'm going to finish with this one thing that you brought up. You brought up, and I, I will recommend people to go to Netflix and watch the playbook. But do you remember the episode with Doc Rivers? And he's talking about the 2008 NBA championship with the Boston Celtics. Talking about, he learns about this African word, Ubuntu. Ubuntu, and he refers to, you know, and if you go to YouTube and you listen to Bishop Tutu or you listen to Nelson Mandela, where he talks about, I cannot be all I can be until you are all you can be. So if I'm invested in Galen building up Whiskey Jazz and Leadership Podcast, doing everything that you need to do, and I'll always be here as your friend, but also be here as making you then you in turn are going to make sure life is wonderful excel. And if we do more of that, that is leadership. I'm almost following you or supporting you. So then you support me. And in turn, then you're leading, I'm leading. And I think leadership to me in the end is you have to be both. You have to be a leader and a follower. Mm -hmm. You have to be the person out in front and you have to be the team player.
Fantastic. Boy, I tell you, that is a that's a great place to end this conversation, man. You have dropped so many gems in this short time. It's always great for us to reconnect. I'll tell you, man, it, it, it's almost unsettling at times because if I don't say it first, then you're going to say it because we just we connect on so many different points. Uh, and so I'm going to encourage everyone to reach out to Hugo V, follow lifeiswonderful.love, check out his YouTube channel. What's, your, what's the name of your YouTube channel? The YouTube channel is Life is Wonderful, but the easiest way right now, because there's a song so I'm kind of down. To, I'm trying to build up my subscribers. So if you want to help out, you can always subscribe. But my website is really the foundation of everything. So if you just go to the website, lifeiswonderful.love, you'll be able to tap into everything from there. Well, fantastic, man. Well, hey, well, with that, man, raise your, raise your glass. We need toast out. This has been a great conversation. And it's just great being uh, connected with you as part of as part of our community and keep doing what you're doing, man. I, I'm, I'm counting on you to be successful. You Take too. Care. Ubuntu. There we go. Ubuntu. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.